Welcome in Iowa Hawkeye fans to another episode of the Hawkeye Tailgate Report. I am Luke Myers, uh, Joey and Stan as always tonight, and uh, it's been a couple weeks since we've recorded last. Uh, I believe the last time we recorded it was right before the Indiana game the first time, and we were fairly confident they were going to win that game. <laughs> oh boy, we were we been, wrong about we, that. We had been on a bit of a heater, I believe. We were taking care of business. Yeah, we were rolling there pretty good. Um... And then, yeah. This is this is what Iowa has done to me in the last five games. Yeah. I uh, I don't remember my exact words before the Indiana game, but it was something along the lines of, this is a team we should absolutely kick the shit out of. Um, and then I kind of listed a couple things that Iowa does well. And then literally that game, we just absolutely sucked the big fat one. Defense was horrible. Offense was bad. The Jews just... The perfect storm of shit that has continued rolling now for the past two and a half weeks. And I tell you what, Iowa just knows how to fucking do this to you every goddamn year. The, we cannot have nice things. The patented Fran February fade. Okay. Emphasis on the Fran this year. And I hate that I usually hate the Fran fade and like all the people that believe in it. But I mean, you absolutely can't deny it. It is it is there. It's, it's, it's presence a trend. is a real yeah, thing. It's a pattern. Yeah, I get that CJ has been out for the last couple games, and he is kind of integral to the offense because he adds another dimension of spacing for it. But holy hell, Fran has just... I At times, I don't know what in the hell he's doing. Like, we all knew that the defense was going to be a problem, and it still has been, but, like, it's gotten to the point where it's just, like... I don't even understand. Guys are literally in interviews after the game saying, like, our zone defense was bad because we weren't communicating. Like, how can you be saying that, like, after the game and being like, hey, that's a problem that we should fix, and then still not doing it the next time around? And just his rotations, and Joe Toussaint apparently is in the doghouse with him because he's only playing, like, four minutes a game right now, and his stupid, uh, like, two fouls and you sit the rest of the half rule, it's just... I like Fran and offensive basketball. I've, you know, I'm on the record a bunch saying like I'd much, I much prefer the style of basketball that Iowa plays as opposed to Wisconsin. But I, Fran, just what in the hell have you been doing the last couple weeks? Because it, it just makes no sense. And then on top of that, he's just been kind of an asshole to like reporters as well. So yeah, the fr- like it was a uh, so we I should mention we're recording at halftime of the Rutgers game right now and we're actually winning. It doesn't mean we looked good. I mean, well, to be fair, we only saw like six minutes because goddamn Northwestern Indiana went into double overtime. Yeah, both sh- teams that like to breed us. Yeah, they sure know how to get to us. But like, it's. I mean, Fran's defense has never been good, but his devotion to playing zone defense constantly, like when we play man, it's still not the, a very good defense, but it's certainly a more watchable and operational form of defense because it's hard to fuck up hey that's my guy and i guard that guy you know yeah i don't know like i just i don't get how after this long he hasn't been like i'm gonna add a defensive guy to my staff we don't have to be great at defense when you're as good at offense and assisted turnover as iowa is but you can't be like 129th or whatever they are in ken palm right now like that's embarrassingly low for a team that had expectations that we did coming into this season. And, like, the games we've lost have been, like, close, aside from Indiana the first time. Like, we lost to Indiana the second time by two, Ohio State by four, uh, Illinois by five. Like, those are all games. Like, if any defense at all is pl- – well, I mean, I guess Indiana, we held them to 67 points, which congratulations. But the other games, if we have defense at all – we win at least two of those. Okay, but also, I mean, uh, I don't know, it sort of comes down to defense, but in every single one of those games, we had second-half leads. In most of them, we had double-digit second-half leads. That's the point where you give like some of your starters a rest. You bring your better defenders off the bench. So if that means Jack Nungy and Joe Toussaint and Perkins and Murray, like they need to be on there. You can... 
when you're up double digits in the second half, you can sacrifice some of your offense for better defense, and then your better offensive guys get some rest for the end of this, you know, for the end of game situations. Because, I mean, in all of those close games that we've lost, we go like the last two and a half minutes without making a shot. It seems like we have absolutely no offense at all. It feels like there isn't. A, I I get that Jordan Bohannon has been that in the past, but right now, is there a single guy on the team that you feel like? We need a bucket. We're down two points with a minute to go. Who's taking that? Who do you feel confident is going to make that shot? The right... only one would be Luca, and he's going to be doubled in that situation. Yeah, and that's every the problem. Time. So you can't rely on him because he's doubled or tripled every time. So then you have to give it to somebody else. And I do not feel right now like there's a guy on the team that's just like, all right, we have to get a bucket we're going to get a bucket from this person. It just doesn't feel like we have that person right now. The second half has started here between Rutgers and Iowa, and uh, C.J. Frederick is back in the game. Uh, and also, that's stupid. He's playing. Yeah, just sit him down. If he, if it's, if it's, he's obviously important to the team, but if it's that bad where he looks like shit, like, or he's like not looking healthy in the first half already even, just leave him sit, because he's going to be an important part of this team in the future too. Also, if apparently he's mo- way more important than we originally thought because he he goes out for a few games, what happens to the team? There's no way a team that is allegedly this good should be that bad from losing one player. Yeah, I uh I agree 100%. Like in my eyes, a healthy CJ Frederick, yeah, it's great, but still like it's he's not a- he's I Luca I don't know. As far as offense goes, I would still put J-Bo and Luca above him and probably Wieskamp. CJ just banged a three. No, that was Jordan. Yeah, that was J-Bo. But, yeah, without... uh, CJ's a really good 3 and D guy, but he should not be that much of a difference on this good of a team. You should still roll through the Indiana... Indiana has two good wins this year. They're both against us. And they're a tournament team and because of us right now. Speaking yeah, that's good, quickly not becoming not a good win. Speaking of good wins, what good wins does Iowa have this year? One None. game against Purdue? That's the best win right now. Minnesota, fine. North Carolina, that game's gone down the shitter real quick. I mean, you don't have... We didn't beat Ohio State in Carver. We didn't beat Gonzaga, which that's completely acceptable. I'm fine uh, with that. I mean... There's very clearly like a some tiers in college basketball this year. Gonzaga and Baylor are like head and shoulders above the rest of the field. Then there's a lot of pretty good teams, and then there's the rest. So, hey, oh my God, Patrick, Patrick just boned a three. three. Um, so like at this, and especially looking back now, like if we re like after the Gonzaga game, everybody's like, give us one more chance to play them. Like we missed a bunch of shots, didn't make free throws. Everybody's like, give us another chance to we'll beat did them. I say? If we played them again right now, they'd beat us by 30. Yeah. Um, we're just... I Like, okay, people... Austin, we were talking about this earlier. Uh, Iowa's offense, yes, puts up a lot of points. But my God, I don't think it's very pretty as most people think it is. It's because, and this is what I said to Luke, we go for like two or three minute stretches where our offense is just like... It's like sex. It's so good. Like, the ball movement is great. We get open looks. We're knocking them down. And you're like, holy shit, nobody can stop us. And then we go for two and a half, three minute, four minute stretches where we're not even making a shot from the field. And I just, I don't get it. And it seems to happen like two or three times every game. It's it's, it's unreal. It's especially bad when CJ's not there because he's a big scoring threat. But that just brings me back around to... On a team this good, there's got to be more than just Luca. Yeah, and Wieskamp is that was travel. Yeah, that was. Uh, Wieskamp is great, but it feels like he plays like when he's aggressive, he's like unstoppable. But he only ever plays for that like that for he's one so, half. He doesn't put it together for a full game. It seems like holy shit. Half the time he's, for three now. Half the time he's just so lethargic out there, like just like going through the motions and not willing to. Be aggressive, uh, drives me. Yeah, nice. I, he's way too passive. Like I get that Luca's kind of the big dog on this team, and you know he's gonna get the ball. But when Weezy is on, he needs to just say, "Fuck it, I am taking over this game. I'm gonna do what I want to do, and everybody else can play second fiddle to me." He still does things though. Like over the, I'd argue he's 
been the best player over the last five games, oh, and I don't sure. think it's remarkably I, close. I'm, I don't say that to, like, rag on him, because he has been good. He just needs to be, like, consistently, well, like, that aggressive. It seems like he doesn't have it turned on all the time when he could, like... Some games it just feels like he comes in, he's got like that killer instinct, and he's just going for it. And then other games it feels like he's pretty content to kind of just sit back and let the game come to him and let other people do it. And he's like first team all Big Ten caliber. He just needs to like put it out there and be that dog every time instead of just, you know, once in a while. Yeah, but he does things still the way, like, when he shoots a three, a lot of times he's falling to the left. Yeah. I don't get that. And also, I feel like there's a lot of times where he's driving, and instead of finishing the drive, he kind of pulls up around the elbow instead. Do you guys get that? Oh, my biggest pet peeve with uh, Wieskamp is his long twos. He always <laughs> He's the king of that. He's always, like, within a foot of the three-point line when he shoots it. And, I mean, he's not. it's not a high percent shot. He doesn't make it that often. If you, oh. Yeah, the, the one step in front of the three-point line, too, is just the fucking worst. Yeah. Make it a three or drive to the lane. So... Another thing, when our offense is going these stretches, particularly in the second half, it's the guys The guys are out there, not able to score or play defense. Where is Ulyss Perkins? It's happened a couple a couple times recently, but Ulyss Perkins, Joe T, where, where the hell are these guys? If, if I'm these guys continuing to get brought in by Fran for three seconds at a time with less than a minute in the game... Just to play defense, I could take him back out right away. I'd be so mad. Well, and how embarrassing is it? What was it, the Indiana? I know. Ohio State game last Thursday or whatever. How it was like literally the last 15 seconds. It was like offense was out there, then all the starters it was, got it was, Yeah, it was literally a, it was like a hockey line change. Literally, it was five substitutions. Uh, and uh, the, the thing that was the most mind-blowing about that game was literally the fucking game before that against Michigan State. Fran benched a lot of his starters for long periods of time in the second half. And they looked good. Yeah, because they weren't playing defense, and he brought in the the second-string guys, and they played good defense, and then off of the good defense, they were able to manufacture offense. And after the game, everybody's like, holy cow, this actually worked. Like, when he put in the good defenders, like it was a worthwhile switch, and everybody's like, okay, Fran kind of figured that out. And then the next game, he goes and plays the whole starting lineup for like 19 minutes of the second half. Didn't substitute anybody. Everybody was fucking gassed by the end of the game. We weren't making shots, and we weren't playing defense, and we lost. It was one game after we thought that he had this revelation, and then it just didn't happen. I don't I don't get it. Fran has just been like, he's been so irritating this last couple weeks, because it seems that he has no strategy with how he's running his lineup. And that's always kind of been a gripe about Fran anyway, is that he has not been a very good, like, roster manager in terms of, like, minutes. It always seems like he plays too many people so you can't get in good enough rhythm. Or, like, with this specific team, there's only, you know, players that are only good at offense or way better at defense, and he doesn't, like, mix and match them well enough. Yeah, I, uh... I don't know. I mean, it's got to be embarrassing. Like, at the end of the Ohio State game, like I mentioned, they were doing those line changes. It's got to be embarrassing if you're the starters and you just all get pulled, like, automatically like that. It's embarrassing for the team. It's that. I think that right there is why we're not as good as we maybe played early in the season. Because if, you got, if you're running out five guys that can't guard anybody... At the beginning of a game against Big Ten teams, I don't care who they are. Big Ten teams are better than who we're playing in early in the season. You're not going to do well. And then you get Garza with two fouls. Going what uh, the Indiana game? He went out with 12 minutes left in, in the, the first, first half. half, and I we were up still single digits, but it was high single digits. I think. No, I think we were up by like 11. 11. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. what I said this game is going to be tied at the half. What was it? We were losing. We were losing? Yeah. yeah. By three. We, that yeah. is the single dumbest thing any coach does. Like, you're going to sit your best player. Not I even understand, just... I understand if it gets... If if you leave him in there for a couple more minutes, he gets three, sit him out for a while. But you... He is the national player of the year. He finished the game with two fouls. It does you no good for him to yeah. finish with at some, two fouls. At some point, you have to trust your players to be smart enough to not 
pick up fouls. And I don't I don't get how you can let them sit on the bench for that long and watch a lead just evaporate. Because Iowa has had double-digit leads in all of the games that they've lost recently. Most of the time, it's been in the second half, and then we just inexplicably cannot make a shot to save our lives, and then it's coupled by bad defense. And it it's just been like the same story over and over and over again. Like, oh, got a lead. Then there's five minutes where we don't score. The defense suffers. We're down. Then we kind of go back and forth for a little bit. And then with like a minute and a half to go, the other team puts together two uncontested three-pointers, and that's kind of the game. Like, in a big big game, like say the tournament or something like that, Luka gets two fouls early. Is he out for the whole first half? Uh, like, is that... If, if that's the case, that should be a borderline fireable yeah, well, offense. I don't... Well, where, do, where do you draw the line? Because these games are yeah, important. Yeah, I know. We're not in yet. We're 13 and there's, 6. I, there's four or five losses on our schedule yet, the way we're playing now. Yeah, we got uh, at Michigan State, and I know Michigan State's not great, but it's still at the They pushed so. us. Yeah. Well, the only reason we won that game was because you lose Joe T Defense, and yes. yeah. Perkins. Uh, at Wisconsin. Loss. Home Penn State. Win. Penn State has... Well, we can't, I can't call them all losses. Yeah, I know, but you could. <laughs> I mean, uh, then we got here's here at number four Ohio State loss at number three Michigan loss, loss. home twenty one Wisconsin loss. If we keep playing like this, and if we don't have CJ, and if Fran keeps coaching like this, those are all losses, except for the Penn State game, Michigan State maybe. Yeah, I don't. I don't see us winning against a ranked team right now. Oh God, I, I know Rutgers is ranked, but loosely. There's yeah, they're twenty five <laughs> right now. They're twenty five loosely. I mean, it's still ranked. At, I mean, yeah, but it's I, kind of a funny way to put Ed's like, "Hey, we're ranked number twenty-five. You're, I don't see you're, his, you're loosely ranked. I don't see us beating a top twenty-four team right now <laughs> with playing like this. And like after like the this. Indiana game the other day, I said, "Here comes the five seed. And you know, we get in that five seed, we're gonna lose to a twelve seed. Not it's temple. just gonna we're happen. Gonna, no. We're gonna yes. lose to Temple. No, what's gonna happen is we're gonna win in the first round in a close game that should not be nearly as close as it should be, and then we're just gonna get like ran out of the gym in the second round. However, I will say, you know what? Gets this sour taste out of our mouth, real, mouths real quick. We win like three in a row. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, winning is the cure to everything. Yeah, we but beat right Ruck- now we, we win tonight. We beat Rutgers. Beat Michigan State on the road. Good win, no matter what. I'm. You won't be able to tell me otherwise. And then we beat Wisconsin on the road. That uh, immediately gives people hope again. Yeah, and we need it because look at us. We have no hope right now. I literally like. For pretty much the whole season up until, you know, the last couple of games, every game, every night there's an Iowa game, was like, hell yeah, there's an Iowa game tonight. Like, looked forward to it every day, you know, for the whole day. Today, I was like, well, I was playing tonight. Like, I was, <laughs> I was not excited about the game tonight because it had just been, like, we'd just been so disappointing the last, like, yeah. couple, we, you know, two weeks, but... We were getting back late from work tonight. We were watching something on Netflix in the truck and, uh... <laughs> I'm like, oh, 6.30, Iowa's starting. I chose Netflix over Iowa. (laughs) (laughs) Well, oh, here's Tony Perkins. Not that I would have been able to watch it anyway because, you know, Northwestern Indiana, double over Idiots. Uh, It was on the Fox Sports app if you really wanted to. I didn't. I don't have it. Yeah, we don't have it. I'm not going to download it to watch this team right now. That being said, we're kind of taking it to Rutgers right now. I mean, well, I mean, we've been, I wouldn't we've, say we've looked good, though, would you? Well, I mean, this half we've looked pretty good. We splashed like three threes in a row. We've been a lot of negative tonight, so let's add a little bit in of positivity. This, We're up fourteen on Rutgers right now. In 12. this podcast, I already twelve points. I already dubbed Rutgers a dog shit top twenty-five team. So, <laughs> who do they oh, have that can score? Yeah, yeah, fuck me. Oh, Jabo. Uh, all right. Yep, I fucking jinxed us with that one. Timeout. It's now a ten-point lead. Oh, that's another thing. I think Fran thinks that he has, like, there must be something in Fran's contract that says you get a $1,000 bonus for every timeout that you don't use. Because he just, he hates using them to, like, break or break a run for the other team. It seems like, you know, Iowa's got, you know, a 12-point lead. Oh, shit, Indiana goes on an 8-0 run. You'd think, hey, let's take a timeout here. Not if you're Fran McCaffrey. He says, fuck that. Did they even call a foul? Charge. Damn. Yeah, but I gotta say too though, I'm I'm a big Fran fan. I'm just being critical yes. now because he he You're deserves critical it. of the ones you love. He deserves you, it. Yeah, I'm not a fire Fran guy or anything well, like it's that. Not but there like, is definitely improvements in, he can make to his. In everybody's life, if you suck at your job, you're gonna get criticized. Yeah, like that's just the way this, it is. This is what I said about Gary Barta. I was ragging on him 
you know, like right. In, I like Fran a lot more than I like. And this, yeah, I, yeah. I, I know, but Don't. it was. I, it was in the summer, and we were doing a podcast, and I was kind of ragging on Barda, and one of you said, oh, you know, I've heard that he's a nice guy, and I said, I don't give a shit if he's a nice guy. If he sucks at his job, I'm going to call him out for it. Yeah, I... That's the same thing. I, yeah, Fran, I do like you, but if you're sucking at your job, which you currently are, I'm going to call you it's out for it. It's happened for everybody. Kirk Ferentz has taken a lot of shit over the years. Like, it just... It just happens. How, how good is Keegan Murray, though? Yeah, he's we, about the. Do we before we want to get positive here? Do we want to uh, talk about a sponsor? Probably oh, should. So we are getting positive then. Yeah, we are. Which, which one do we want to do here? Uh, Nothing makes me host. here. Fine. Here. Or do we want to do them both? We want to tag. Team. I don't know. I was just gonna. I can roll us into this a little bit better. Yes. Nothing makes me feel any more positive than getting some nice meat from Rolling Hills pork in my mouth. Oh yeah, <laughs> the crispest. Wesley Henderson out of Farley. Uh, what did he give us? We we've had pork chops. Just, oh, I just had a Austin and I just had a chit chat with Wesley on Saturday. We did, and he's trying to get us more uh, meat. Yeah, so he more of his juicy, yeah. tender, fat, delicious, salty, voluptuous, moist, crisp, damp, damp. Uh, <laughs> he kind of ruined it there. Yeah. No, but uh, he uh, Wes has been a real G. He hooked us up with some pork chops. He gave us some bacon. He gave us some uh, some brats. Brats, yeah. We yeah. got more brats I wanted Luke bacon to cook, in the fridge. I wanted Luke to cook the bacon tonight. Well, Joey was a little late to the show. I texted that at like in the a.m. today. Yeah, but then you said, <laughs> oh, I might not be home till 9. So. Oh, yeah, I was down in the dumps big time. I was down bad there for a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh yeah, Wes Henderson, Rolling Hills Pork, Farley. His phone number is 319-461-5520. If you want to get hooked up with some meat. Are you going to and talk is, about what type of meat his meat is? Is genuinely terrific meat. Like, the pork chops we had, I'm not even, I'm not even a like huge pork, pork chops, chops guy. Much, yeah, but it was, but they were I'm, fantastic. I'm a real big pork chop guy. Really? A good, like, bone-on pork chop, just, mm, it smacks. Uh, I, guess I do prefer the bone-on. Yeah, the, the real skinny ones... Those are good for sandwiches, though. Uh, yeah, I guess. You're, you're not wrong. But, yeah. Great hey. stuff. Although, if you had to pick... We've had this discussion many times. If you had to pick one animal that you could eat the meat from, what would it be? You only get that meat from that animal for the rest of your life. I'd almost have to go pork. I would. Chicken wings are my favorite meat. Ooh, I forgot about chicken. But I'd still have to go... I think I'd have to choose pig. I, th- I don't know. I mean... Yeah, it'd be tough to never eat a burger again. It would. I, it, yeah, you could do. You could work around it. I think. Uh, there's ways. You, could, you can have pork sauce, pork patties, and. But it's not the same though. You know, yeah. like hamburgers are like especially during the summer, like a hamburger on the fucking charcoal grill. I like I like burgers a lot. I'm not that married to them. I could do without them. I think. Speaking of grills, though, do we want to throw in a... on your Phoenix grill from? Yeah. Demer Oil, Demer Oil, best Dem Oil company in the business. Best Dem Oil company in the business. They're out of uh, Dubuque County as well. Uh, Toby and Whitey is who you're gonna want to look for. They got pro- propane, petroleum, lube. Uh, three most popular types of Phoenix grills, all set up and ready to take home. There. Uh, should I, Should I drop the corny joke in there again or no? Yeah, I actually just googled oil jokes. So, oh, okay. Um, don't know if this is going to be appropriate or not. This is just the first one that's on the list, so um, I apologize in advance if this turns out to be not great. Oh my god, that's kind of loud. Okay. So, there's three guys working on an oil rig. Three roughnecks, John, Lonnie, and Donnie, are working on a rig in the oil field. While they were working one day, John falls off the rig tower and is killed instantly. As the ambulance picks up his dead body and drives away, Lonnie says, Somebody needs to go and tell his wife. Donnie replied, I'll do it. I'm good with this sensitive stuff. Two hours later, Donnie returns with a case of beer. Lonnie asked him, where'd you get the beer? Donnie told him John's wife gave it to him. Lonnie replies, flabbergasted, unbelievable. You told the lady her husband was dead and she gave you beer? Donnie said, not exactly, Lonnie. When she answered the door, I asked, are you John's widow? She says, you must be mistaken. I'm not a widow. And then I said, I'll bet you a case of beer you are. (laughs) That was not an oil joke, so... <laughs> I don't really get that. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I, okay. I, since we did a uh, uh, oil joke, I I want to do a pork joke too. Yes. What's green and smells like pork? 
What? Kermit the Frog's fingers. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's uh, DebraOilInc.com. Talk to Whitey or uh, Toby. Phone number is 1-800-433-3835. And Rolling Hills Pork out of Farley, Wes Henderson. All right. So do we want to get positive now? Ooh, I found a better oil joke that's kind of more oil-related. Save it. Save it. I, th- this website's got 91 oil jokes on it. We're not going to go through all of them. My wife stared at me in disbelief and cried, You're shirtless and also covered in oil? I chuckled proudly. Well, you're always saying, I never glisten. She screamed, Listen! You never listen! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Keegan Murray. <laughs> he's kind of like a an upgraded version of Bear. Like he's a, a much better version of Bear. Yeah. I don't know if he has the... You're probably gonna hate this. The Hawkeye intent, like the Hawkeye heart on him. Oh, yeah, I don't. Me. I, makes you he's say a that? legacy player. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just he's saying. He's from Cedar Rapids. He's from Cedar Rapids, and his dad played for Iowa. I don't know how much more like Iowa could be in that kid's blood. Well, I'm just saying. For, I, I, I'm probably biased because Nicholas Bear is like probably a top three favorite Iowa basketball player of all time for yeah, me. That's a biased take. Sorry. Yeah, so Keegan, he's looking good though. He's controlling this second half. He's he plays he defense. Gives me hope for the future. He makes free throws. He rebounds very well, which it seems like nobody else on our team can. Even Jack Nunji and those guys. Although Nunji does grab a bunch, but I feel like we just get out rebounded every game or allow so many offensive rebounds, not get out rebounded because he, usually that's close. But he and Pat are giving me some hope for the future. Pat, Pat needs a beef he, up. He makes a lot of young mistakes but he at least he shows some of the nicholas baird that you were talking about yeah a little bit a little bit and he he can get up and yam it pretty good too yeah he just needs to beef up a little bit i think and honestly we're still probably a top 25 team next year is that john beeline yeah does he have a coaching job these days or does he just work no he coached the Cavs for like two games yeah and then he called him a bunch of thugs and then tried to say that he meant to say slugs yeah that's weird. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, he was in crisis mode there. He's like, thugs, what rhymes with thugs? Slugs, slugs, you were playing slow, slow on slow defense. defense. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, what do you guys think for next year's team? I think we'll be pretty good still. We need a big. I mean, we Nungi's don't. not the answer once Luke is gone. We don't know what uh, old okay, Josh Agundale is going to be like. Yeah, who is better? Uh, who would you rather have, Woodbury or Nungi? I think Nudgy is more rather, skilled overall. I think, I think I'd rather have Nudgy. Probably Nudgy for three. Uh, probably Woodbury because he doesn't try to shoot threes. And he pokes people's <laughs> eyes out. Yeah, uh, he goes Captain Insano on everybody. I liked Woody. I had much higher expectations for him than what he actually well, turned yeah, out to be. When you get North Carolina looking at you, it's like. He shushed his home crowd after he dunked for like the first time in his career. So. Electric. He I was like seven it. foot. <laughs> we got we got Perk and Ulysses right now. Yeah, and then a Garza three on the way. This got to go. Bang! Oh, it feels good. We're up by thirteen with eleven and a half to play. But uh, yeah, I think Nunji's fine, but he does some stuff where it's very Woody esque. I think. I think Woody might be faster than him. No. Ooh. I think I you're think thinking you're... of Garza. Why are we back in zone? Uh, Fran loves to play zone. Yeah. Uh, what's your What's your confidence level now, though, in this year's team? Win one game in the tournament? <laughs> yeah. As things currently stand, uh, yeah, first week. Especially if we team. don't have CJ. Look, I mean, just look how incapable the team is at points when CJ's not on the floor or when he's not in the, like, available and there's a turnover yeah well i mean no he was only averaging like nine or ten before he got hurt it's that doesn't matter though it's the spacing and the defense mm-hmm. he's probably worth 20 a game yeah it's not just his scoring his defense was better and he spaces the floor so much more well, i mean he was a 50 percent percent three-point shooter that's somebody that you have to close out on okay but yeah like this team I, they still can flip it on, and I do think they could still be a top 10 team in the country. Yeah, they I just, can. I don't. Really? 
I mean, it's got to come down to J-Bo's got to make shots, Weezy's got to be aggressive, and Luke has got to keep on doing what he ha- has been. And even then, we still have to be able to play defense and stop somebody. Yeah, our well, defense just it has to be better. Then Fuck. it's at that point, it's on Fran to realize who his defenders are. Like, it's, it's all right to run out two offensive guys and three defensive guys. Like, if you had Luca and Joe Wieskamp out there, but then you also had Euless, Toussaint, and Perk Murray. Like, that's like what's a- out there right now. Long two? Splash. Perkins, Wieskamp, Garza, Nunji, Euless. Like, that's, that's fine. fine as long as you have Wieskamp and Garza out there who can both score. And honestly, we don't know what Euless and Perkins are capable of as of right now, really. But, but they're good at defense. We know that. It sucks to say this because... It is truly a case of live long enough to become a villain. Jordan Bohannon, and I'm not, I love Jordan Bohannon. He cannot play against athletic guards. He couldn't guard a, a cardboard cutout of Jalen Suggs. It's not even that. It's, it's on offense he can't play against offensive guards unless they're putting him on the Oglesby screens on the baseline because he can't create his own shot. Like, he, he is so stuck up at the top of the key without it's it's just frustrating and like oh boy we got a game here 54 46 color me shocked yeah but he like if you if you if you put connor joe t in charge of the offense at all times still connor's not he's very good passer and a good floor general but hey cj's back out i for one he was out there the whole half was he i for one i'm shocked that he's back in the I didn't watch much of the first half, but the text I was getting from like Luke and some other people was like, he looks like he can barely move. And he did, in fact, go to the training room. So take that for what it is. I personally wouldn't play him for probably the Michigan State game and then see what happens. I'd sit him out Michigan State and Penn State. In theory, we should be able to beat those teams. Well, no, it was Michigan State, Wisconsin. No, we have Penn State in there. No, we don't. It's Michigan State, Wisconsin, Penn State. Let me check. Yeah. Oh. Well, even sit him for the Wisconsin game then. Whatever. Yeah, but... uh, Him, because we're still a tournament team, him being healthy for that is more important than beating Wisconsin. That is correct, and just like that, we are down to a six-point ball game with nine minutes to go. Stay tuned to hear some major freakouts. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, I guess... That's a foul. That's just a foul. I don't know how that wasn't called. Yeah, the officiating, I'm not, I, I hate blaming officiating, but my God, Big Ten officiating has been pretty terrible this year. My rule of thumb is is when you you can point out at least two other things that your team is doing wrong, you can't say anything about the refs. And officiating has not been a reason for Iowa's recent slump. That being said, you can still like be objective about it. Like Big Ten officiating just across the board, not just no, for yeah, Iowa, it's been bad. has just been terrible. Yeah, no, that's why I'm saying, oh, CJ... Oh, yeah, it, it has not been good. Luca gets a big bucket there. Off the dish from do you guys, CJ. Do you guys want to talk about that? Luke, I don't think Joey was here when I mentioned that Luca's bucket? No. I I know he was, what, minus 2,200 to one player of the year a couple weeks ago or whatever. But ugh, ever since that Illinois loss, it's... Uh, because I, I he's was, had two games in a row where he no. didn't score 20 points. I'm just saying, Io's been playing very well, and he is a very, very good player. And he, I think he was—he had the second best odds of any player. And yeah, that'll help. That's the dunk. second Garza dunk this game. I think he had like twelve the entire season. Yeah, <laughs> but do you guys think that's fading at all? No. I mean, it's, he certainly hasn't gotten any better the last couple games. I, I like you said, Io's been playing well. I haven't really paid attention to him, but I, I don't think he should be a lock just because he scores a lot of points. I mean, we also said it, too. Early in the season, who did we play? You know, even to this point, we don't like have any good wins. Like, his most difficult game was uh, North Carolina, and he struggled in that. He should have... He could have risen up the last couple games and helped us win those. He didn't. Yeah, and it's rare I think this, but I I have thought that he has been pushing it. Pushing the cause a little more. Do you think that? What do you mean? Like, we all know when he gets the ball in the post, he does a couple pump fakes and whatnot. I feel he's holding on to the ball a little longer. Yeah. I, I, I've i always kind of thought he pump fakes a lot, though. 
Yeah, he has, but I I don't know. I just think he's been trying to do it himself more. Somebody's got to. Yeah, but you can't give this. This was the number three team in the country. Like people sucked our dicks for how good at three point shooting we were. Yeah. Well, guess what? When we're shooting like three of eighteen from three, don't keep shooting threes all game because obviously they're not going. So you got to try something else. I'm not gonna sit here and and slander Luca for trying to put the team on his back. Him putting the team on his back, which is what you're saying he needs to do, is him being in the fucking post and being a bully. Sometimes he's not going to have it. Most of the time he is. If it's not going for anybody on the team, you got a better odds of Garza being the guy to make it work than anybody else. He is the prohibitive favorite to be the national player of the year and the best player on our team. When all else fails, the ball needs to go through him, and whatever happens, happens. Because if he can't get it to work and nobody else is getting it to work, we're not going to win. But for better or for worse, this team is going to go as Luca Garza does. Yeah. I, I don't know. I also think he's been missing a lot more of the shots that he usually just makes. And I've thought that since, like, the Minnesota game earlier in the year. But I'm done railing on him because he's the only reason we're as good as we are. Yeah. But, uh... I'm looking at the Big Ten standings here. We're not going to... Oh, we're not going to finish yeah. in first. That's out um, of the question at this point. But you know what's bullshit? Michigan is 13-1 and one right now. You want to know when the last time they played was? Two and a half weeks ago, at least. January 22nd. That is 20... Well, tomorrow's the 10th, right? No, today's tomorrow's the 10th. Tomorrow's the 11th. Yeah. That's damn near 20 days ago. Or it is 20 days ago tomorrow. Something like that. That's so stupid. Like... Yeah, how come they couldn't just court when they... Well, no, they were... It's, they, to, in defense of Michigan here, they didn't have a COVID outbreak within their program. The Michigan, like, de, the state of Michigan, like, Department of Public Health put all Michigan athletics on a pause because there was one of the, like, new variants of COVID that was, like, in the Michigan athletic program. It wasn't with the basketball team, but because of that, like, the state made them shut down. So that's not really their fault. Yeah, but now it's what's going to happen. Okay, but I I heard last week that... So Michigan State was out for a little while with COVID, and then they came right back, like, immediately once they could. I heard Michigan said they couldn't... Or they weren't going to play just fresh off like that. And in my eyes, those games should be forfeits. Yeah, I mean, if you can play, you should have to play, but... And it's, what's it going to do for the Big Ten, you know? Because, like, how are you going to determine... Yeah, it's going to get wonky with the standings. Well, you should have to play a certain percentage of your games to even qualify. Yeah, I said play 80% of your games, and at that point, you should be able to figure out all the standings and whatnot. Ooh, a big three by Wieskamp. But, uh, yeah... That's, I mean, I can run down the standings here quick. Michigan 8-1, Illinois 9-3, Ohio State 10-4. These are all conference records, by the way. Wisconsin 8-5, Purdue 8-5, and, and Iowa 7-5. So if we win tonight, we're back in that four range. But, and actually we hold the tiebreaker over Purdue because we beat them. And we have two left against Wisconsin, but who knows how that's going to go. Probably poorly. And uh, I don't know if you heard my theory on this, Austin, but... I think it, it's no secret to anybody that I like Iowa football more than Iowa basketball. And I think I figured out why. And it's because, I told Joey this the other day, Iowa football, we know what we are. And we know where we're going to be. Basic, we're going to be 8 to 10 wins basically every season. So when we lose, yeah, it sucks. But. I have a different theory for you. You can be disappointed by Iowa football many times less throughout a season than you can by Iowa basketball. But also, speaking of just being... First of all, we're just cursed as Iowa fans to constantly be disappointed. This year, you know, wrestling, just absolutely kicking the shit out of everybody. Boom. Team put on pause because of COVID. Like, we just can't have anything nice. Also, the... Your theory is then you're saying you like that because you know exactly what to expect. What's the fun then? Like you say, Iowa get Iowa gets really good in basketball, gets up in the top five, and then just chokes. That's at least exciting. <laughs> but like Iowa, we were we were preseason ranked number three, right or number five? Five. Like 
Iowa football is never going to have that. Because they will Yeah, because football is a completely different animal. It, unless you're Ohio State, Alabama, or Clemson, it doesn't really fucking matter because those are the three teams, or LSU that had like a historically good team two years ago. Like In college basketball... It's pretty much wide open every year. Like there's kind of your blue bloods out there, but not any this year. <laughs> but yeah, not this year, but any team like on a given year has like a pretty realistic chance of winning a national title. It's not the case in football. It's really three teams and then everybody else and then at you know, so like let's be honest with ourselves. As things currently sit in the college football landscape, I was never going to win a national championship. We just do not recruit at a high enough level to compete with the Alabamas and the Ohio States and the Clemsons. Yeah, but and you can say, Iowa, you know, we're a developmental program. And we are. And we're good at what we do. But at some point, having just so many more better athletes, like, all of the time, makes a big difference. Like, I, Iowa basketball this year, you know, for as flawed as we have been, still, like, you could say without, like, getting laughed out of a room, could win the national championship. You can't say that with football. Pretty much ever. Even in our 12-0 and season, like, we got our shit stomped by by uh, Stanford and the Rose Bowl. Like, even, like, in our best year ever, we weren't even close to being on a national championship contention level. Yeah, but I'm also on record saying a Big Ten championship in football is just as good as making the college football playoff, which it's probably an idiotic statement, but it's very true in my eyes. Because, I mean, it just... No, no, the Big Ten championship was, I mean, you're better than Ohio State. Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin. Yeah, but I would say we're on the same, close to, if not on the same level as... Wisconsin and Penn State on a year in year out basis. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, I mean we're we're certainly closer to their level than we are to the Ohio State level year in and year yeah. out. So basically, if you win a Big Ten championship one year, it just means probably Ohio State had a down year. I'd say that's what that means more than anything. Well, I mean, basically, we're gonna play Ohio State no matter what. I don't know. I I think, I mean, we beat a very good Ohio State team a couple of years ago. I wouldn't say that they were a down team that year. No, but, like, that was Ohio State's, like, one loss in, like, conference that year. Also, that was probably the best game that Iowa football has played in the last decade. At least. <laughs> like, At least. Like, yeah, we, we did kick the shit out of Ohio State that day. Like, we just had it going for us, and they didn't. But, like, I'm not going to say that that game was kind of, like, a blueprint for... I went Ohio State, like, we match up well, or, like, Ohio State, maybe on the downturn, like, they just played bad, we played phenomenal, and that was kind of the outcome. And I'm gonna hold on to that win for many years, because it was, it was fucking awesome. But, uh, I'm not gonna also sit here and pretend that, like, that type of game is the expected outcome whenever we play Ohio State in the future now. Oh, God, no. I wouldn't expect that against anybody. <laughs> It'd be nice to be Northwestern one of these years. Oh, my God. Fuck Pat Fitzgerald. I think he sold his soul to the devil specifically so he can just beat Iowa every year. And I I don't understand how they do it. They've made more Big Ten championship games since it became a thing than Iowa has. Yeah. That's something. I don't get I mean, it's just they're really good at capitalizing on, like, the years when the rest of the Big Ten West is down. So, like, kudos to them for getting it right. But I don't know how in the hell they do it. it. Pat Fitzgerald is one hell of a coach. He is. There's no denying that. He is very good at what he does. And I guess uh, one other football note, Matt Campbell. We don't need to talk about him. Lockdown at Iowa no. State. That's it. Tristan Wirfs and Nelson. Oh, Tristan Wirfs, Super Bowl, Super Bowl champion. Well, I, mean, also, I mean, there's kind of actually a lot of football. Uh, Kevin Bell leaving for the NFL. Yeah. Tim... Uh, Polisak, even for Wyoming, Mark Kallenberger stepping away from football. There's kind of been a lot of football news that has happened in the last like 24 to 48 hours. None of it's been really good either. Not really. <laughs> no. I haven't loved it. Yeah. I mean, I suppose you could say like in terms of just for like a program, like 
it shows well upon Iowa that, like, their assistant coaches are moving to, like, better opportunities. It speaks something to the program if, like, other teams or, you know, if the NFL comes calling, they're like, we think that you've done so good here, we want to give you, like, an expanded role there. Because I think it shows, you know, when I was looking to replace those positions, they'll get kind of the top talent available because, it you know, they've kind of proven we can move you to the next spot. Um, but, I mean, yeah. It hurts, but it's just kind of the way that it is. You expect kind of their assistants. They're yeah, like they're gonna. Move you don't ex- you don't expect them to be there for life. Yeah, but uh, other than that, not a lot of other football news. Uh, go get your vaccines so we can tailgate come August or September. Man, that'd be cool. That would be. I've almost forgot what it sounds like to have a crowd at a game at this point in time. Or just like walking down Melrose and hearing like the natural buzz. Oh, man. Yeah. Moves the needle. Mm, having 15 bush lights in a Walmart bag. God damn it. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> oh, cannot wait. But, uh, yeah. Do we have any anything else? Or, Joey, what did you want to do? Didn't you mention something earlier today about ranking something? Oh, gas stations. Oh, do we want to pound that out quick? If you guys have thought about it, then yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's to yeah. be pretty clear I don't, I don't think that there's, like, a ton to that really come into consideration. Three. We can do four. I don't care. All right, you go ahead and start staying. <clears throat> My dad just texted me. He goes, okay, Bohannon has no business being in there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Stan, take Stan, it. Stan, go ahead. Mm. Your, your top three. Oh, I thought, okay, oh yeah. top four. Whatever. <clears throat> What are we doing? Three or four? Four. 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 Do an order. Okay. Um, hmm. Number one. God, this this is it's kind of tough. Um, You're gonna break somebody's heart. I know. <laughs> okay. Number one's got to be like Quick Trip slash Quick Star. Correct. Yes. They've yeah. kind of just All right, got. So we have a universal number one there. So their shit's just it's awesome. Their, their food their food selection is just yeah, off the food, charts. And they're just like. Especially like the newer ones, they're just they're like so nice bright, on the inside. They're yeah, friendly. They're welcoming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of them had like a, a custom like iced coffee machine in it the other oh, day. All yeah. of them do, don't they? they you, get a, you get to watch it make itself. It's, yeah, it's also, pretty sweet. Also, they give out samples. Do they? Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So we're going them number one. <laughs> number two, I'm gonna go Casey's. Um, mostly just because of their pizza, but also uh, a low key absolute fire. Um, Food selection from them is their uh, the cheesy tater tots that they have and like the food warmer. Mm. See, those, I like their popcorn chicken. Those things are absolute gas. Get it every time. And I guess another reason, um, if you have the Hy-Vee fuel saver, you can get a gas discount there. So that's kind of like a nice like added kick in. Um, number three, we're gonna go come and go. Those are real big in like Iowa City and Des Moines and not a ton of other places. Um, but they're always kind of nice. Shout out to Kevin Krause. He was a real Real dude in uh, marketing at Iowa. Um, also, their breakfast burritos are really, really good. good. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the best breakfast item that you can get at a gas station. Son of a bitch. Um, and coming in at number four. <laughs> um, Shout out, Mikey. <laughs> I don't even. I don't really even have like a number four one. I don't know, like a a Phillips. They're not bad. You so like you the, really one on <laughs> the one really... on Highway Six? That's not bad. Like I'll buy Menards there. That's ex- like the only thing that I had in mind when I said. I that. I think yes. you're missing one, but I- I'll say. Ooh, it. you know what? Actually, don't you dare! If you're love, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, awesome. that's actually my number four is love. Those, those, are, nice. th- so those nice. are like the best for like if you're on a long road trip because you know you're gonna encounter them pretty much wherever you go, and you just you know what you're gonna get with that. Cox yeah, <laughs> well, and they, a lot of times they have a restaurant like a McDonald's yeah. or something like that, mm-hmm. which is huge on a road trip. <laughs> I like loves because of like what you're saying. Like a lot of times when you go like south, they have them like like mm-hmm. when we went to South Padre, had them all the way. Going to Daytona, they had them all the way. It just reminds me of like taking a road trip. Yeah. Yep. All right, so I think ours are all going to be pretty much the same then. I have I have Quickstar 1. 2, I actually have Come and Goes. The newer Come and Goes are phenomenal. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, so that's my number 2 as well. And, like, Iowa City has some shitty Come and Goes, but they also got, like, the one on Riverside. Oh. 
That's a top of the line. They're uh, if you go there for breakfast, get the sausage, egg, and cheese on a pretzel bun. Those are really good too. Will change your life. Come and go has great breakfast gas station food. Yeah, no, I'm telling you. The breakfast burrito is the way to go. Oh, I've is. had it. It's awesome. But I'm a huge pretzel bun guy. And then Casey's. I, really, the only thing that I like Casey's for is the pizza. If I'm really craving a pizza pizza, I will go out of my way to go to Casey's. But And I use, their ga- I use the rewards for my gas. But nothing really remarkable about Casey's other than the pizza, in my opinion. And then, yeah, Loves. Or really, just any, like, new, any, like, modern gas station, honorable mention here, one that's not, like, one that's built in, like, the last probably five years that that does have a, a restaurant attached to it, I like. Oh, I thought you were going to get specific and name it. No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Um, yeah, mine's pretty, it, I think it's basically, it's exactly the same. As mine. I think I have Casey's as fo- at four, is the only, did you have Casey's at four? Uh-uh. You have Bob's at three? Yeah, I think I'm gonna go Love's at three, they're bigger. Oh, Lord. Um. Yeah. One could, one could also make an argument for the Flying J. Mm. You know what sucks? When's the last time you had a good BP? Yeah, only to get gas, ever, I don't. The J and D Mart. In New Vienna. That's a BP gas station. That's fine. They're, they got good stuff. It's all right. Oh, I guess LD is in North Liberty. We They have some decent stuff, but that's also like a hardware store, so. Uh, I think that bucket just put Luca over 20, so. um, Yeah, but, all right, anything else you guys want to talk about? No, just fuck Nebraska. Yeah. As usual. Uh, We got, what'd I say, Michigan State, at Michigan State. Uh, the 13th coming up here, and then at Wisconsin, and then Penn State, and then we really have no easy games left. So we No easy games in the Big Ten, Luke. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, this last stretch has gone to show that, but... I'm sweating balls. Yeah, it's hot in here. Uh, if, if nobody has anything else, going once, going twice. All right, thanks for listening to another episode of the Hawkeye Tailgate Report. You can subscribe to the show on... Uh, podbean itunes or spotify you can follow us all on twitter the shows is htr underscore pod that's also the instagram as well you can check us out on facebook there uh my twitter is myers underscore luke joey's is joe mama 219 sticks sticks and uh stins is myers austin looks like the hawkeyes are going to get back on track here with the win over Rutgers, unless something goes terribly wrong but as always guys go hawks